The Chicago Blackhawks square off with the Tampa Bay Lightning for the second time in seven days here this evening. I'll go over the Bolt struggles since that loss last week, as well as the Blackhawks' projected lineup, and also get into the latest injury updates that we have on forward Taylor Hall. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. And a reminder to please go and show some support by smashing that like button, commenting down below as to your prediction on tonight's final outcome. And of course, go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube if you haven't done so already. It's 100% free. It won't cost you anything. And it really does help me out tremendously. And you can also go and turn on those push notifications if you're wanting to get notified when the episode is uploaded each and every day. And today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is sponsored by FanDuel, the best place to bet on the NFL. Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to start earning bonus bets with any $5 money line bet at America's number one sports book. All right, good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Back in action are the Blackhawks here this evening, as I referenced off the top. It's the second meeting in the last seven days with the Tampa Bay Lightning. This time, though, game's going to be played at the United Center, home game for the Blackhawks. And by the way, this game is going to be televised on ESPN Plus and Hulu For all those out there uh, curious about that, and it is going to be a 7 p.m. Central Time puck drop instead of the normal 7.30 puck drop that we see during most weekday games. But yeah, second time that these two teams are facing off legitimately in the last seven days. The Blackhawks took on the Lightning last Thursday down in Tampa at Amelie Arena. And Connor Bedard really took the game over. I mean, the Bolts grabbed an early 1-0 lead in the first couple of minutes. And that's a place where the Blackhawks have really struggled to play ever since winning the 2015 Stanley Cup. I don't have the record off of the top of my head, but prior to that meeting last Thursday, I had put out on X the Blackhawks record in Tampa Bay. It was like 2-19-2 or something along those lines. It was absolutely dreadful. So it looked like they were off to another shaky start, and it looked like it could have potentially been another long night down in Tampa. But that's when Connor Bedard really took things over there in that first period, wound up with two goals and a primary assist in the opening 20. Kevin Korchinski also scored his first NHL goal in that first period. And then Bedard added another primary assist just uh, two minutes into the second period. And wham, bam, just like that, the Blackhawks suddenly have a 5-2 lead. And Tampa Bay, that's when you could kind of see the frustration setting in that they had just allowed this Blackhawks team, mostly led by Connor Bedard, just go and take control of this game. They weren't really able to get momentum back on their side. A lot of credit goes to this Blackhawks defense and Peter Morazic as well, who had a spectacular showing in that. That's been a common theme basically every start that he's had so far this season. But I also got to give a lot of credit to the Blackhawks defensemen. They blocked 20 shots in that one. A lot of the best opportunities for the Lightning 
they didn't allow to get to Peter Morazic. So a lot of credit. I remember Seth Jones had six, I believe. Uh, Connor Murphy and Kevin Korchinski each had three. I thought that played a really big factor in the Blackhawks holding off the Lightning, especially when they had some power plays late there down the stretch. You know that Tampa still has the skill to uh, put something up there in a hurry, and the Blackhawks didn't give them any opportunity for life. They go on to score one late, but it, it ultimately didn't matter. But the frustration was really evident on the Lightning throughout You know the, la- the last 25, 30 minutes of that game. Victor Hedman, who didn't have a very good night in particular. Connor Bedard got inside position on him for his first goal of the evening. But Hedman was kind of uh, slashing his stick on the ice and against the boards and wasn't happy with a penalty that he took late in the game that basically sealed the deal. Anthony Sorelli wounds up getting tossed for uh, barking at the official. And yeah, the Blackhawks defense end up holding down the fort and they wind up winning that game five to five to two. Was it? No, it wasn't five to three. Yeah, Tampa scored scored one late. The final score was five to three. But you know that the Bolts are going to be coming with uh, a purpose into the United Center this evening because it hasn't been a very good uh, stretch for them. And this feels like a good opportunity for them to kind of right the ship against, hey, I'm not trying to talk down about our Chicago Blackhawks, but certainly not one of the best defensive cores in the entire NHL, just a lot of inexperience and uh, a lot of uncertainty there on the back end. So the Bolts, this is going to be an opportunity for them to kind of right this ship because ever since losing to the Blackhawks last Thursday, it has not gone good for them. Go and look at the schedule right now if you're curious, Blackhawks fans. But uh, Tampa Bay has now lost three consecutive games, four of their last five. And in their two meetings since they took on the Blackhawks last Thursday, they got shut out four to nothing to the Carolina Hurricanes and then followed that up with another five nothing shutout loss to the St. Louis Blues. Tampa Bay Lightning haven't scored a goal since that uh, late third period um, tally that made it a two goal game against the Blackhawks. They haven't scored a goal in each of their last two games. It's been a brutal stretch for them. But as I just referenced, you know that this team still has some firepower with its stars, I mean, Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, they got Victor Hedman, they got Mikhail Sergachev, Brandon Hagel's a big-time player, Anthony Sorelli's a really good player. They have some depth there, and it just hasn't been going their way lately, and these things do tend to even themselves out over time. And yeah, a ton of firepower still in that lineup, so the Hawks have to be wary defensively despite the recent offensive struggles from the Tampa Bay Lightning because it does feel like if the Blackhawks aren't buttoned up back there. Uh, It could be a night where the Bolts are primed for a little bit of a breakout after having not scored in the last, what, 120 minutes of action. So the Blackhawks defense certainly has to be on their toes all night long and wary that this Tampa Bay Lightning team is really going to be trying to break out of this slump here this evening at the United Center. All right, there are my quick thoughts on the matchup. The second matchup between these two teams in the last second seven days. Coming up in just a moment, I will talk about the Blackhawks' latest injury updates, and I'll also get into the projected lineup for tonight's contest at the UC. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. Go and score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Again, that's $150 if your team wins outright. 
And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel for a while, there's no better time to get in on the action right now because football season is underway and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Again, just pick any team to win on the money line with a $5 bet if you're a new customer and you'll get $150 in bonus bets for the victory. And you can use these bonuses to bet on everything from the spreads to player props, over-unders, and much, much more, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And I've been putting out the FanDuel lines on social media for Blackhawks games recently. Feels like this might be one where, I don't know, I just feel like we might be taking the under here this evening at the UC. We'll, we'll see what I end up pulling the trigger on, but there is no better place to bet on anything than FanDuel. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official partner of the National Football League. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The Blackhawks play the Lightning tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time. It's the second time these two teams meet in the last week. And you can catch all the action of the Blackhawks hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the XSXM app. Just search Blackhawks. All right, segment two. Let's get into what we could see out of the Blackhawks lineup tonight at the United Center. First things first, though, I do want to provide you all with a little bit of a injury update based on what we learned down at uh, Fifth Third Arena yesterday when the Blackhawks held practice. Taylor Hall, we did see him return and looked like he was a full participant in practice for the Blackhawks yesterday. It's been a kind of a frustrating start to the year for Taylor Hall. Feels like right when he gets things going, every time has to... Get, uh, has to get bumped out of the lineup due to an injury, but definitely a good sign that he's feeling better and on the right track, taking part in line rushes and everything involved at Fifth Third Arena yesterday. However, after the practice session, Coach Luke Richardson did tell the media that Halsey will not be suiting up for this game here tonight, but his return, his return excuse me, is going to be happening soon. So if I had to guess, looking at the Blackhawks' schedule in the next couple of days, Feels pretty likely that he's going to return either on Saturday when the Blackhawks take on the Nashville Predators. That's a 1 p.m. Central time puck drop, by the way, Blackhawks fans. Or when they are back at home on uh, Sunday, 6 p.m. Central time puck drop, taking on the Buffalo Sabres. Feels pretty likely that Taylor Hall is going to be back in the lineup for one of those two games. For Andreas Athanasiu, still don't really have much of an update other than Coach Luke Richardson saying they're not really sure if he's ha- going to have to go on LTIR at this point in time. And we still don't even really know what caused this injury from Athens to you. Again, I remember watching it happening and I feel like he took a collision into the boards and fell a little bit awkwardly, but still no idea as to whether it's an upper body injury, a lower body injury. Feels like he's probably week to week, but again, a little bit of guesswork still involved right now. And it feels like the Blackhawks also are still evaluating him a little bit and figuring out exactly what his timeline is going to be. But the return process is certainly a little more clear for Taylor Hall at this point in time. I guess Andreas Athanasio is still week to week. And then Jared Tenorti, as we all know, has already been placed on uh, injured reserve. I don't know why I said Athanasio has to go on LTIR, just regular injured reserve. I apologize. I hope I didn't give any Blackhawks fans a little bit of a scare out there. No, there's no worries about Athanasio going on LTIR. 
whether or not he's just going to go on injured reserve. Jared Tenorti is on injured reserve, though, following that, that same game when all three of them left early. Isaac Phillips has been recalled, so looks like we're going to see Isaac Phillips in some more action, which is something that I certainly wanted following his uh, first stint where he only got to play in one game. But getting into the Blackhawks' projected line combinations and defensive pairings, no surprise really with the top line. Nick Foligno, Connor Bedard, Philip Kurashev, they've been absolutely dynamite and been doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the Blackhawks recently. Connor Bedard seems like he's only getting more and more comfortable each and every night. Really excited to see what he's got in store for us uh, at the UC this evening. The second line, though, without Taylor Hall, this is where he skated in practice during the line rushes yesterday. He was skating on the left wing with Lucas Reichel back at the second line center spot and Taylor Radish was skating at the right wing. Those last two are still looking like they're going to be in the same spot. I'm recording this before the Blackhawks hold their morning skate. So a little bit of guesswork involved, but I would imagine with Hall out of the lineup, this feels like kind of a perfect spot for Tyler Johnson to go and bump up in the lineup. Someone who actually a little bit under the radar because someone like Bedard is catching all the shine and Felino's been really good. Perry's been really good. Kurashev's been really good since returning from injury. Tyler Johnson's had a pretty good start to the season as well. And I think out of all the guys who are down in the lineup in the, in the bottom six here, I think Tyler Johnson is pretty clearly the right call to get bumped up with Taylor Hall out of the lineup, in my opinion. So I think Johnson's the one who's going to be in that spot tonight. As for the third line for the Blackhawks, I think Ryan Donato, Jason Dickinson, and Corey Perry are going to be that trio. Ryan Donato is someone who I continuously be really impressed by regardless of what line he's on. He's just seemingly finding ways to produce, always going to the net with a purpose. I think that's a pretty good trio for the third line. And that of course leaves the last three healthy forwards on the Blackhawks roster at this point in time in Boris Kachuk, Mackenzie Entwistle and Reese Johnson. Andreas Athanasiu, as I referenced, still out, not sure as of the timetable, but Taylor Hall, does seem like he could be nearing his return over the weekend. Callum Blackwell was also taking some reps on the fourth line during practice yesterday and been saying this for the last couple of weeks. Seems like he's starting to get closer and closer, but that's going to add another wrinkle to the Blackhawks forward group here. I know it's kind of rare when everyone is healthy, but it's going to bring up an interesting question whenever Blackwell does return of uh, what's going to happen. So we'll see on that front, and we'll see when Blackwell ends up coming back, but still working his way back from that sports hernia surgery that he underwent last spring. It's been a little bit of a tough recovery for him, but wishing him uh, a speedy recovery and that he can get back here soon because kind of uh, I'm sure it's not not been exactly fun not going along with the timetable that he was supposed to be on originally. As far as the defense for the Blackhawks goes tonight, not much of a surprise here. Uh, Alex Vlasic, Seth Jones, the top pairing. They've been the two best defensemen for the Blackhawks this season. Kevin Korchinski remains with Connor Murphy on the second pairing. And then Nikita Zaitsev actually did not practice yesterday due to personal reasons. Not sure if that's going to carry over in tonight's game against the Bolts. He did play uh, in the game on Sunday over the weekend against the Florida Panthers while Isaac Phillips was the healthy scratch. At practice yesterday, Wyatt Kaiser was skating on the left side of the third pairing. Phillips was on the right side. Again, don't know if that uh, personal matter is going to affect Zaitsev's status for tonight's game, but kind of honestly, I know Zaitsev has been better. I'd still rather see Isaac Phillips in there. I mean, you're calling him up. You might as well play him. You don't want him sitting you know, up in the press box all that often. I think 
And, and the Blackhawks should still be figuring out what he is at this point in time. And they can't really do that if he's uh, eating popcorn up in the press box, watching from afar. So I personally would have Isaac Phillips in the lineup tonight, but we'll see if that's the case during the morning skate. And then Peter Morazic, I think pretty obviously should be the one to get this start in that he has just been sensational and maybe the MVP of this Blackhawks team. I know Bedard's up to 13 points in 13 games now, but really in all seven starts that Peter Morazic has made this season, he's been sensational and has kept the Blackhawks in those games. He's now got a 4-3-0 record with a 2-8-4 goals against average and 9-21 save percentage. Nothing to bad an eye at. Peter Morazic has really been outstanding. Um, he's definitely earned the start here. Uh, in the prime, he's definitely earned his job as the starter for the Chicago Blackhawks and kind of separated himself from Arvid Soderblom here in the early going. So wouldn't be uh, surprised to see him go here tonight. And then quite honestly, I think you save him for Sunday when the Hawks take on the Buffalo Sabres. Arvid Soderblom is just, it hasn't been been a, a pretty ride for him in the last couple of weeks. He's now down to 1-5-0 with a 3-9-9 goals against average, 8-81 save percentage. This, the scrambly tactics and positioning that I've been talking about with Soderblom ever since the preseason, since he made his first start of the campaign, like they're really starting to catch up to him, it feels like. And I am a little bit worried. I, I know he's only made six starts so far this season, and he's still very young, but I know the Blackhawks were, were very high on him, and he just hasn't shown enough flashes to me to feel comfortable about him moving forward. I don't know. There's not really... Uh, I don't see Jackson Stauber or Drew Camasso getting called up or anything. So Soderblom should remain the backup, but a little bit of a shaky start. I do wonder if there are some concerns uh, from the Blackhawks run office, but again, still young, still a small sample size. Hopefully he'll be able to figure that out, but undoubtedly Peter Morazic has been the better two so far here in the early going. All right, coming up in just a minute here, Blackhawks fans, I will get into my three keys to victory tonight, plus some more historical numbers on the great Connor Bedard and his recent breakthrough. But first, I got to talk to you all about, nope, wrong one, Jace Medical. Sorry for that, folks. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared at all times. And that's why Jace Medical has come up with the Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and the most deadly bacterial infections out there. And you can also go and customize your own case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs and preferences. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the times of the unexpected. Don't get caught unprepared. Go and get the Jace case today. Right now, you can go to jacemedical.com and when you use the promo code listed down below that's locked on in all caps at checkout, then you'll get a $20 discount with your first order. Again, that's promo code locked on in all caps at jasemedical.com for a $20 discount on your first order. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, a quick reminder to please go and smash that like button. Comment down below as to your prediction of tonight's matchup between the Blackhawks and the Bolts. And of course, go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I'm really trying to boost those numbers up right now, folks, and got a lot of good content coming out here soon. A little bit of a spoiler alert. Not only did I have a recent sit down with Charlie Romeliotis from NBC Sports Chicago. 
but I'm also going to be having Hawks defenseman prospect Ethan Del Mastro on the show here real soon. So make sure to keep your peepers peeled for that. And also make sure to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram because I got a lot of cool things coming out there that you certainly do not want to miss out on. All right, segment three here real quick before I let you all go and enjoy the rest of your days. I do still have to get into my three keys to victory for tonight's matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which in the first matchup actually went like pretty perfectly. So I'm hoping that'll be the case once again when I'm uh, breaking down the recap on tomorrow's show. Hopefully these three keys will all play uh, a very influential aspect in the Blackhawks coming away with a uh, season sweep of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Number one key for the Blackhawks here tonight. It's for the top line to keep on cooking. You know, all the kids these days are saying, let him cook. Connor Bedard, keep on cooking, baby. Bedard has seven goals in his last six games, also has eight points in his last five. The leading scorer for the Blackhawks now, a point-per-game player as an 18-year-old in his first 13 games in the NHL, nine goals, four assists. It has been marvelous to watch Connor Bedard really take these strides these last couple of games. And don't stop now, Connor. Keep it going here this evening. And it's not just Bedsy. Nick Foligno has been absolutely fantastic as well. He's got four points in his last four games, eight and 13 this season. Been much better offensively than I think anyone anticipated. And I don't think anyone expected him to be up on the top line with Connor Bedard. No, it was like a probably a third or fourth line role. Foligno will go out there and help kill penalties, maybe serve as a little bit of a protection blanket for the kids. No, he has been an instrumental factor on the top line success. So need him to keep it going. And then Philip Kurashev is off to a great start as well after missing those first seven games of the year. I believe it was due to injury. Uh, he has five points in the last four games. He missed the first six games of the season. Excuse me. Five points in the last four games for Philip Kurashev and six points in seven games on the season. So keep it going. I think that's going to be really instrumental tonight for the Blackhawks if they want to pull away f- with a victory. I think they have to at least match Tampa Bay's out Tampa Bay's top line in terms of output offensively. My second key to victory for the Blackhawks tonight is to keep sacrificing that body. They've been doing a good job of that here as of late. And I do think that's another reason why they kind of hung around with the Florida Panthers last Sunday, despite getting severely outplayed. It was also because they took advantage of the limiting scoring chances that they got, but they also blocked 23 shots in that game. And that's now back-to-back games where the Blackhawks have gotten up into the 20s in terms of shot blocks. I mentioned earlier in the show, Seth Jones had six last Thursday to lead this team to victory. Korchinski, Murphy, each chipped in with three. I know it's not fun. I know it hurts, but I really do believe that that's going to be big for the Blackhawks, especially when they're shorthanded, because I do get a feeling that uh, the Bolts are really going to try and, and break this slump against, yeah, not exactly the best defensive core in the entire NHL. So I think sacrificing the body is going to be very pivotal for the Blackhawks defense tonight. And my number three key to victory, a lot of you fans have been howling this on social media lately. It's to stay out of the penalty box. This has been actually a really big issue for the Chicago Blackhawks this season. They have taken at least three penalties in every game since the third game of the season when they were uh, in Montreal, when they opened up on that really big road trip. And they've also taken four penalties in both of the last two games and have given up a power play goal now in five straight. So not taking a lot of penalties, that's going to help get those numbers down and also, you know, being good on the PK blocking shots. Uh, I think that's really going to help 
keep this Tampa Bay Lightning offense quiet. The Blackhawks have been taking far too many penalties this season. I know a lot of them, to be honest, have been some soft calls. But still, this isn't a team that's put together to be taking a lot of penalties and to be coming from behind and playing behind the eight ball at all times. The less penalties they take, the more they stay out of the box. And the more they stay out of the box, the more I believe they have a chance to hang in there and go and pick up a victory tonight on home ice against the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free right now, wherever you may be listening to your podcast and to go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Once again, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman too, or you can go and follow my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's go and sweep that season series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I'll see you all on the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.